Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, I'm very excited to be joined by Malcolm Eade, the CEO of Salas Global. Now, I know Salas is not a household name unless you're familiar with the medical and healthcare industry. They were founded over 12 years ago with a problem called Moore's, helping obstetrical teams in Canada improve their outcomes by creating programs that were focused on their people and processes. Today, they've expanded and have become a leading-edge research organization working with interprofessional healthcare teams across North America, achieving clinical, economical, and operational outcomes. They've had a tremendous impact on on healthcare organizations and how they operate. Now, Malcolm, Malcolm's been a PEO leader member for more than seven years. He's an avid cyclist. In fact, personally, I don't think you want to mess with him. If you think he's focused in business, you ought to see him riding. And we are very lucky to have him involved in our PEO leadership community here. Malcolm, it's great to have you here with us today. Thanks, Leon, and good morning to you. I was expecting the bike to be in the room in your office. Come on. They're both they're they're basically eight feet from me, but below my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So I'm gonna start us off here. Some couple of fun questions. Favorite holiday activity. We're in December. What is your favorite holiday activity? Yeah, Dana and I love to travel and we like going off the beaten path and finding great places to eat. That's our that's we we love that. Like to me, vacation and holidays are experiences, and for us, those experiences revolve around great food. Actually, that's true because I remember years ago when I was going to Italy, you told me about a restaurant that we all went to. I have the business card right here still. That is awesome. Phenomenal place in Bellagio in uh, on Lake Como. It, it, it's still one of the my still one of the best restaurants I've ever eaten at, and the ambiance of the place actually just ex- it made the whole experience explode. So, yeah, I went there four nights in a row. That's how good you were. We went one night because we were moving along. So actually, if anything comes out of this call, I guess, Malcolm, you'll be getting emails now about, hey, I'm off to Lake Como. What restaurant was that? I've got got cards from from Lake Como to downtown London, uh, England, to uh, little out of the way places in Italy. It's it's I, I just it's a it's a big deal for us. That's what we look forward to the most. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So let's kick it off. So I know you guys. I mean, people, process. I've known Salas for, for many years. In fact, the son of the founder I used to swim with, Ken Mill, years yeah. and years ago. It's, it's actually a tiny world here. Wow, and indeed. I didn't know that. It was just when I, yeah, years ago, I realized that. And I looked at that and became a doctor as well. Yeah, Ken Jr. is an ER f- uh, physician in Exeter, Ontario. Yeah, yeah great guy. So, uh, but you guys have been focused people and process. So, which is fantastic in terms of us thinking about that today. And I was thought I'd go back to this past year because, well, craziness in this past year, but maybe have you share with us maybe one or two things that changed up for you guys this year and how you changed up and what worked well yeah. and uh, sharing some of those ideas with us. Yeah, that's a great question, Leon. And it's sort of been the, the, 
the creative tension that has existed within our leadership team this year on, on how to be effective in this time. And I think before I answer, I'll just add an extra context to the work we do. Our mission is take a team of experts and make them an expert team. And there's no sort of more succinct way of saying what it is that we do. And I think if you think about those words, it kind of gives you a sense as to what happens because there's a lot of preventable harm in healthcare. Probably the average person would want to know what that is. So our job is actually to make them perform under all circumstances as if it's they're at their best. So like imagine a pit crew in a Formula One race, they, they can turn over the car in 2.5 seconds because it's rehearsed and they know everything that's going to happen. We kind of do that. That's a, not a bad way of describing how it is we work with the healthcare team. But to that, to more specific to your question, Leon, our job is on site. I mean, we go into hospitals and we work with a group of people for, you know, several hours at a time, several times a year. Now, we do a lot of stuff remotely to support them, but nobody's going into hospitals this year. And if we were allowed in, I'm not my employee, I have employee safety concerns, so I'm actually not letting them in. Yeah. Uh, unless the the region, uh, the health region is completely clear and, and they're comfortable and the employees comfortable. So how do we take people through that journey when we can't actually physically be present? So in March, you know, we went we went all in on determining what online virtual tool we were going to use. And we researched all of them and we picked this one, Zoom. And we spent twice a week for two to three hours at a time for the since March till today on improving the way we can facilitate our client's journey on Zoom. We've done it really well. I, the, so I think the best way to describe how we've done it is the organization has a great degree of resilience. Like we, they bounced, they learned, they've become effective. We just spent the entire week doing more training on how to be better at consulting in a virtual world. Just the whole week was that, which culminated in our Christmas party last night. So it's um, it has been a challenge, and it's something that you know, as a leadership team as well. If you want to consider us a bit of a steering committee, we've met biweekly to make sure that one, are we are we engaging with our clients? What's the sentiment of our clients? What's the sentiment of our employees? How's their how's their general well being? I know that's been a big focus of organizations this year is the employee well being because everybody's isolated. So the adaptability and resilience, I think, are the two words I would describe the strengths that we've had to get through this. So on the Zoom piece, because that's really interesting. We heard, you know, Simon Sinek say strategy, innovation, very, very difficult yeah. to do through Zoom. It is. You guys are actually having to do that, right? Because you're actually having to really understand the processes that are happening on the floor there. Can you maybe help us think through that, like some great techniques that you guys have learned? In terms Under no of circumstances would I indict Simon Sinek's um, expertise and viewpoints in this world, but I did make notes when he spoke that I, I, I'm actually not in alignment with. Okay. That's okay. The world's better yeah. when we can actually have some discourse. So, you know, imagine um, standing in a room with eight people, which is what we would do typically, eight to 12 people out of interprofessional team of doctors, nurses, and, and others. And we're facilitating them through a problem-solving approach where they use some kind of problem as the reason by which they work together as a team to improve their daily processes. 
right? So the, the processes are bulletproof no matter what. So you imagine, because you said we work in obstetrics, you know, you think of a hospital close to us, like uh, Humber River Regional, maybe they deliver 3,500 babies a year. You don't know if there's going to be 20 women showing up in labor or none, but the staff levels don't change, right? Because you can't predict when females go into labor. So you have to you have to be able to handle that no matter what. So it's a, it's what's called a um, a complex adaptive system. So I'm digressing away from your question, but what we do is is we help them. We can do it just like you and I are talking right now. So imagine those eight to ten people in a room. We're being fed into that room, and and they're coming back because they're allowed to interrelate. They're working right. together every day. So we just facilitate them that way. We use the whiteboards. We do everything else. Is it? Is it optimal? No. Is it working? Yes. Is it sustainable forever? No. I think there's a blend of both. There's going to be a blend of both. I think, you know, we benefit from being frequent with our clients. And so if we can do it, frequency of visiting actually has increased costs. But if we can do a combination of live and this, I think we're actually going to end up being more effective. In fact, I'm convinced we are. We've already shown that in, in some areas of the country. So in Moving forward, what you're suggesting, it's going to become a hybrid model. You'll actually you're not going to stop. Yeah. You're we're calling it, we're, our term we're using is multimodality, but hybrid model for sure. But I think our clients are going to benefit because our frequency of, of, of supporting them is going to go up. Right. Uh, that's, that's great. Anything else you can share with us? I, that's, that's fantastic. In terms we do. Of- so this is where I do align with, uh, with Simon. The, there, there is, people do have a need to connect. And um, I think that now that we're 10 months into this, uh, there is a fatigue of not actually spending time face-to-face with people, right? Meetings need to be highly efficient and highly effective. That's good. That's a benefit. Sometimes you just want to let off some steam and just sit around and, and, and socialize. And, you know, when you have a lunch break, you're sitting there lunch, talking to each other and how's the family and what did you do last weekend? And it was kind of, I think our employees, and I would probably say that most of the organizations within PEO, their, their teams are experiencing the same thing. You know, they do want to find connection, right? You think about here, us in Toronto, we're in a gray zone. We've canceled everything for the month of December. Kind of crummy, actually. It's kind of crummy. So I think we need to be not, so I, I, I you know, a, a, good, a good customer of ours has said this, and it's not a new phrase, but don't let a good crisis go to waste. We've yeah. learned a ton this year. We've learned a ton and it's made us a better organization and we still miss human connection, but we know there's a role for both this and, and live live. So I, I think those are the real, real key learnings for us. And, and yeah. No, that's important. It's funny. I, I sat in on a um, conversation comparing the Spanish flu to COVID-19. Just right. It's funny as humans, we forget, we never really look at history. We don't learn from our lessons. Now that was a while ago, but you talk about mental health. And if you looked at the Spanish flu in 1918, it wasn't until 1920 that really mental health took a huge, huge interest. Number of suicides went up four times. Interesting. Number of people moving into institutions. So I agree with you. This year is really, really important in terms of caring for our people and watching that and trying to help people through this. Leon, the, the, this crisis is a standing agenda item on our leadership team meeting. Wow. It's a standing agenda item. And we address this every day. How's everybody? How's the team? Where are they at? And, we've, and it's a good thing it has because we've uncovered some things. 
We know that employees are using the EAP program. We don't know who, of course, but we know that they're being used. We know that some employees have really struggled being stuck in their apartment and not being able to see their family. And so it's a good thing because we've made intervention. In fact, we brought some of our non-traditional staff into our, into our training sessions just so they can see the rest of their colleagues. It's made a profound difference. Yeah. Are you guys totally outside of your business? You come in, do you work at all in the office environment anymore? Or are you... We're we basically gone virtual. We we did that unwittingly last year anyway. When I moved the office from London to Toronto, and uh, you know I like going to the office. I didn't think I'd enjoy working at home, but you know you see the way I'm dressed right now. This is convenient, <laughs> so I can come straight downstairs. I'm 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 12 feet from the coffee machine. I mean it, it's so I go into the office every couple of weeks and things like that, and. Uh, and I don't mind working at home. I find I'm actually been more productive than I anticipated. I'm, that's just a, a Malcolm experiment, no more than anything else. But yeah. we'll look at our office needs when this settles down. I think we to make a decision about the future of our office during COVID is because of the usage of it during COVID. It would be short sighted, but I think we'll look at this in a couple in a year or so about whether or not you know we can remain a ver- our organization spread across the country anyway. So we seem to be doing it rather well. Oh, that's awesome. So I know you've already had your Christmas party. There's a whole bunch of us thinking about what are we doing for the holidays here, planning. How did it go? Obviously, virtual. We we are less than uh, 12 hours from our Christmas party ending. And we had it last night. And Christmas party is a big highlight in our company. It's a big deal. We have alumni who join us, retire, like the retirees and things like that and their families. And we do it during our our semi-annual training meeting. So oftentimes, so we we usually have like a 98% attendance rate. And if they're driving, their spouses come with them. It's a big, it's a fun event for us. And it's a real highlight for me. So there we were booking it last night for two hours on Zoom. And I'm thinking, how are we going to entertain people for two hours on Zoom? So instead of having people mingling around and having hors d'oeuvres and drinks, I did my opening remarks right up front. And then I had two of my team members who basically took full responsibility for the, the, the party. And we had, we had, I think, close to 60 people on Zoom on 35 different screens, like 35 channels. And uh, uh, they ran a, a Price is Right competition, a trivia competition, hyper fast breakout rooms, like three minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, and then we actually, we'd actually, people had sent in a lip sync to a Christmas song. And then my assistant <laughs> put it all together in one big montage. It's hysterical. And then we did little social breakouts for the last half an hour. And I got to tell you, it was such a fun time. And it was it, the two hours went by like that. And I'm, I am, I am, I am, I'm not being ceased to be amazed by how creative people can be using a virtual modality to connect and talk to people. It was superb. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, there was a couple of people retiring and there was some really heartfelt, com- uh, um, heartfelt commentary and, and things like that. So it's doable. It's doable. You know, um, uh, Dana, my wife was telling me that one of the organizations she facilitates for, they're having a virtual Christmas party next week. And they've asked everyone to go out and expense $100 worth of something. You know, if you want to buy a nice bottle of wine to sit and join during the thing. So there's a lot of really cool things to do, but it's what you do when you're on screen during that time to keep people entertained, laughing, you know, realizing that it is the holiday season. So 
Um, I didn't, I had low expectations because I didn't know how it would go. And they just, they, they crushed it. It was superb. It was really, really great. You know, I feel kind of, I feel really good about that because it tells me a lot about my organization, their commitment to each other. Uh, that's what I saw. And I, and I really feel strongly. I think it's one of our great strengths is the commitment we have as a, as a team to each other. And we work really hard at that. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, is it is it as good as having a, in a beautiful restaurant and having this wonderful Michelin star restaurant meal put in front of you? No, but was it a close second? Yes. Uh, well, Malcolm, thank you so much. It's actually awesome having you close out our year for us on these snippets. And they are thank something you. we've never done before. And this year in March, we started doing these little interviews, and uh, it's been awesome having you close us out this year. And Just sharing thank you to both of you, uh, Leon and Kelly. I appreciate it. And, you know, kudos to you guys for uh, the adaptability you've had to had to adjust to this year. And uh, it's been a, I think it's been a, a great year for the organization. And I mean, Leon, you know, our group, we're a strong group. And yeah. and, uh, you know, we like we do like seeing each other. But a couple of us are, are, you know, we still maintain that physical connection. So we'll meet for coffee in a safe jurisdiction. And uh, you know the social distancing and everything like that. So it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a good year in our in in the organization. So congratulations to you guys. Thanks so much, Malcolm. Well, if you're interested in our live webcast, the way forward live, and any other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at poleadership.com. You'll find on our site various previous recorded webcasts, which include guests such as Professor Dan Stein, Harvard Joseph Cantor, Michael Beer, Robert Chestnut. Dr. Talia Barley, and many more as we cover such topics as mental health, leadership, the world reset, government stimulus packages, and a host of others. I want to thank you all for joining us today and wish you all the best through the rest of this month and the best and a healthy, happy holiday. Take care. Happy holidays.